Welcome to the John Gardena classroom. Today is a day of just triumph. We're going to, I'm going to speak on what I learned after running my first 100 mile race. Before we get started, I just want you to know that I truly appreciate you listening to this. I hope that my material is helping you grow and transform you as an individual. And if you like this episode or any in the past, please rate my show on whatever platform you're using. Always, especially if it's something that really hit home for you, always share it on social media and tag me in it if you can. Again, I truly appreciate everything you're doing. And the last little bit of information is if you do not know, uh, over a year ago, just over a year ago, I wrote a book called Freedom to Ascend. And it is something that took me 10 years to do. So purchase it if you have not. If you have, just share it with everyone and just let everyone know that the John Gardena classroom is a special place to be a great student of life in this great world that we have an opportunity to be a part of. So with that being said, here's my recap on the 100 mile race. It began on Thursday night where Scott Kraft from Michigan came down and I picked up Colin Koenig and Perry on my way home from work. Well, we had a great dinner. My wife cooked pasta, get our carbs in. We all went to bed, nestled in, ready to go for the morning. We left at 6 a.m. And I drove down with the boys to South Carolina, Greenville, which is very northwest of the state. We got there at 4 p.m. And we had a little bit of time to get our camp set up. Get our information, our GPSs for our ankles, which I'd never done before, for our race. So the race was this. It was at a strawberry farm, and it was a 5K loop, so just around 3.1 miles. And to make the 100 miles come to fruition, you have had to have run 33 loops. So that's just putting everything in perspective. So Friday night was very special because we had two waves of runners, really. The first night was with Colin and Daniel Galasso, who I met through Instagram, then through our WhatsApp group for our Mission 5150, which we'll get into later when I talk to Tim, who created the group. So it was us three men just marching through the night, which the race began at 6 p.m. And during that time, we just really were focused on uh, running majority of the time and walking. And we just, as the night set in, which really wasn't that much later after we began the race at 6 p.m., put our headlamps on, and there was one special person, too, besides Scott, who was crewing us, and it was Greg Wanberg, who I had on my last episode, uh, Why Should We Do Hard Things? And those two men made this possible for me and, and Daniel Galasso, who also finished with a hundred miles. So my first point that you have to understand that I learned deeply again from an ultra race is who is in your court 
who is by your side, who is the Mick in your corner who's going to be pushing you when you're at your low point. And Greg and Scott were those two men. So during the night, Greg got itchy to run, and he was wearing jeans. And that night, he ran nine miles with us. And I think it was actually during the, the mid-morning, which um, I think one o'clock in the morning. So Greg came out, he ran with us, and it was awesome. It was truly awesome to see him there with us running, but also all the runners on the trail with their headlamps. It was so cool to see. Just imagine, like, it's pitch black. You can see the stars and the moon. And all you see is these lines of headlights of people running the trail. So something happened, though, in the first, I believe it was around mile 18, somewhere in there, where I tweaked my ankle, and it hurt really bad. And I thought to myself, I, I need to get attended to this because it was a major issue. So as we're finishing the loop, uh, Daniel uh, prayed over me. And he prayed just for healing and, and just for restoration of that body part. And when I got into camp, I taped it up and I took some Tylenol. And it was gone. The pain was gone on my next lap when I got up. So... Part number two, I would tell you is this. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. During that Friday night into very early morning Saturday, we ran till five in the morning and we covered 40 miles. And that was our mission to do for that night. And I've never been prayed upon or did I give more prayer to those in the group uh, during that time in my entire life. So being with value, high-valued people who believe in the Lord and a higher power that we were created from, and to use God's divinity to help us through this journey was, was critical. See, when you're in alignment with the Spirit, with God and, and the fellowship of others, it's a truly remarkable and special encounter that I really felt strong that night. Um, in which I really never have in that way before. So as the night went on and we finished our, our run of 40 miles, we settled in our camp and uh, was awoken to not more than an hour and a half later to rain. And I got out of the tent, got out to camp. When I say camp, there's two canopies we had with our food and some tables and chairs for us to rest between the, the laps. And Tim Douglas and Mike Bellini and Gavin Hannon were all there waiting to start their run, which we started just a little after eight o'clock. And during that run that morning, we encountered the storm, literally the storm. And it was awesome. I mean, it was raining hard. It was thunder and lightning. The ground, which was all dirt, turned into mud puddles and our socks and everything were just soaked, right? So that lasted for the, the morning. And then the sun came out and it was just beautiful. High seventies. We continued our pace. We, we were just doing a great job of being with one another. So my third point is this, it's okay to do hard things together. It wasn't easy running on that track. 
you you don't even understand unless you've gone through the gauntlet of running on trails that what it does to your body when you're running through mud terrain and how it just takes your ankles, knees, and hip flexor, hip flexors and everything. And it the mobilization of that is so much different. But we went through the storm and we saw this beautiful sun just come out and give us energy. We were all excited. We went through the storm. We, we got this energy. And the point is this. It's okay to go through the storm. It's actually better. And Tim will talk about this later. But we don't. We shouldn't run away from the storms of our life. We should go right at them with a fistful of steel. And the outcome will be sunshine. And we'll be better for it. So just like in life, we have to realize that it's very critical to not be a coward or to not be afraid, but to have hope and know that we'll be renewed through the cleansing of that storm in our life. So as the day went on, um, you know, we were in mile in the afternoon. Uh, the guy, Dan and I uh, were at mile around 60 or so, and that was mid-afternoon on Saturday, and something happened the wind picked up big time and I'm not talking like 10, 15 mile an hour winds. There was wind gusts of 30 to 40 miles an hour where they were taking tents. The wind was and just throwing them in the air and taking canopies and literally just folding them like accordions. And there, I should have took a picture of it, but there was a, a big garbage hopper that at the end of the race, there was there to be tens, tens of um, tents and canopies that were all thrown in there because they were all broken. So the lesson for here is, you know, we use the wind to our advantage on the way down on the beginning of the path. So being intentional and tactful is another lesson that I learned is that you have to make sure that you're smart about it. Running against a 30 to 40 mile an hour wind is, is not plausible. It's just not a smart move. So what do you do? We use the wind to our back and we ran that leg. And on the way back, we power walked through it. And we did that for the whole afternoon. And the wind really didn't die down until seven, eight o'clock at night. So we had to, you had to make a move based on what nature was giving us. And, you know, it made it taking longer to do the course, but it was the best option to conserve energy. So Saturday night goes on. The mission that day was for Tim to reach 51.5 miles. So it took until 12 o'clock, 1230-ish for Tim to finish the one loop where he was at 49 uh, miles and some change. And he knew in his head he had to get to 5150. So we went back to our camp. And we and I walked out with him, Mike Bellini, and Gavin Hannon. And we walked as far as we could to make it where we were half the distance to 5150. And then we came back to make it exactly 5150. And on the way back, it was just Tim and I, and he was broken. His back was hurting so bad. You know, he had his trekking poles with him and uh, even little impressions in the ground for him to hover over was very difficult. But you know what? The lesson I learned from Tim was if you have a goal, 
and you have the fortitude, the mental fortitude and toughness to do it, you'll get it done no matter how you feel. And it was great to witness that firsthand. So coming back to camp and, and being with Tim and his wife and, and helping him get back home safely was a joy for me of, of selflessness. And uh, everyone else was just, or Mike Bellini was still running. Mike, you were amazing, man. Got up at 8 a.m. and ran literally till 12 o'clock the next day. And Gavin was out there strong and, and Colin did a phenomenal job running 46 miles. Unbelievable. Who never ran more than 10 miles before. And everyone on this journey did remarkable things. So before I tell everyone's PRs and all their stories quickly, I'll just say this. You can do anything that you put your mind, your soul, and your heart into it. So witnessing Tim wanting to do a 50-mile race, and he turned into a 5150 um, for another reason, but it was very poetic to watch the strength of an individual who was literally broken and couldn't walk and was in so much pain to get to his feet of the 51 miles, 51.5 miles on this journey. And it just made me think about how we're all capable of so much more than we think. We may have limitations physically or um, just some difficulties in relationships with our life, but if we truly have grit and determination and fortitude, we can accomplish any goal that we set our mind to. And I witnessed that from Tim. I witnessed that from myself and from Dan, Daniel as well, uh, of these breaking these goals and, and Mike and Gavin and Colin just ripping off records that weekend. And being together as one body in alignment with each other's values and work ethic is the reason why all of us were able to attain such high outcomes. If you've never been around people before who do remarkable things, you need to start being around those type of people. And this is not just about running. It could be in business. It could be in education. It could be in healthcare. It, it doesn't matter the field. It's just being around people who are outliers. So what is an outlier? An outlier is an individual who doesn't follow a trend. An outlier is an individual who goes above and beyond what is expected for them to do. So I really truly felt like this weekend I was with a bunch of outliers. So to finish the weekend, we went to sleep, or I finally went to sleep. I looked at my watch. It was almost 2 o'clock in the morning. Got up with the rooster calling over and over again on that Sunday around 6.30. And we gathered together, Dan, Galasso, Gavin, and Mike Bellini, and we continued the trend. We continued our walk and our, our light jog where Dan and I had uh, three or four loops to go to accomplish 100 miles. And during that morning, the sun was out. It was still, it was beautiful. Just watching the sunrise on that farm and the hillsides in the background. And we knew that our goal was going to be reached, Dan and I, for our 100 miles. So as we took the last lap together, 
and I have it on uh, my social media. It's, it's a great little just video, just us just celebrating one another. So there's another point I learned during this race is it's not all about you. I had to have patience because it wasn't my race individually. It was a, a group race, which is totally different. I, I'm a rhythm runner. I, I really do find and enjoy my stride of just going off of um, what I normally do. I do my thing, it's, it, but it was very difficult for me. And I told the guys this, selfishly, it was very hard for me to take more time to get out of the camp or to take my time to not run at the pace that I wanted to. But I, sometimes to move forward as a group, you have to put your ego aside and your pride and work together as one body. So another lesson I learned. So on that last loop with, with Daniel, it was just euphoric because I knew for him and myself, we never ran. Well, I, I, the most I ran was 43 miles and Dan was a, a 50K. And to get to 100 miles from those previous marks was, was amazing, simply amazing. And, and Dan was really broken. His legs were shot, his feet were shot, um, but he had that just mustered up that will knowing that you'll never get, possibly never get back to this point. You don't know. There's no guarantees that him or I or anyone else on this journey will, will have an opportunity to run the 100 miles again. And we were laughing because we have the belt buckle that you get if you run 100 miles. And he was talking about it all Friday night during the run that, oh, baby, I'm going to shine it up and put it where my wife's pillow is and, and take pictures of it. And we were just having a good old time talking about the belt buckle. So on that last loop, we were just talking, reminiscing about how that belt buckle will be back into those places he talked about. And today he actually shot a, a picture of himself wearing the belt buckle as he went to work as a champion. So I will just say this in conclusion of the country mile 100 mile race is it was an honor, a pleasure to do something like this I never thought would be possible just years ago. So the last one I have to say is this, never limit what you think is possible in your life. You should be limitless with things that you want to conquer while you're alive. It's critical. It's vital that you're living a life, not the trend, but as an outlier, as someone who uses their gifts and capabilities and faces the storms of life to achieve remarkable results, not only for yourself, but with others with the same alignment of values and work ethic. And by doing those things together, you grow as an individual and you push yourself to be one of the best individuals you can with honor, strength, and valor. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you take on a challenge and it doesn't have to be running, but you take on a challenge that makes you grow in your soul, body, and spirit. Because if you don't start now, you're going to regret every single day when you're on your deathbed of why you didn't start. God bless, be good, and keep doing the things that the Father asked you to do.